0: the food covid podcast do you know that there are over 50 edible wild plants in the konkan region of maharashtra we know them as forest or tribal foods i was introduced to a few of them like wild amaranth wild suran ulsha and mahua 2 years ago when i visited vanwadi a forest collective in Nehral near mumbai established around 25 years ago vanwadi is a 64 acre land which has regenerated into a magnificent forest all with the help of a few like minded people and the local tribes. Speaking of growing forests, today I'm talking to someone who started a farming organization to protect the jungles. My guest for today's episode is Abe Bhatia, one quarter of Triple O farms in the Sayadri Hills of Western India, working towards educating the farmers about indigenous seeds and sustainable farming, and also educating the consumer about wild and indigenous foods through various events in the city. Thank you so much, Abbe, for joining me for this chat. You're taking time, I really appreciate that. Uh, Abbe, I just wanted to understand that um, before lockdown, your uh, mm-hmm. the, the main produce of the far- from the farmers was going to restaurants, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, like you're talking specifically, ours.
0: Yeah, yeah, yours.
1: No, it was not only restaurants not restaurants yeah. hardly anything it was basically retail consumers that we used to supply to
0: okay all right so what yeah. kind of challenges did you face when when the country suddenly went into lockdown and the supply chain was broken mm-hmm.
1: so uh, the biggest challenges uh, was uh, at the village end like uh, what was happening is uh, the villagers were getting because of lack of awareness about what exactly covid is and how to mm-hmm. tackle it
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: the villagers were like getting very scared, and they were not letting anyone from the cities or anyone from the uh, anyone from the village go towards the cities, or anyone from the cities to come towards the village. Okay. So uh, our there were our warehouses; it was very difficult to transport anything from there or mm. anything from the farm fields also because mm. everything was stuck where it was. Mm. So for first few days, few weeks, we had a problem. First okay. one week, mm. but slowly, steadily, we started uh, understanding that. Uh, if we uh, kind of educate them talk to them and uh, make them aware that how we can maintain social distance and how it doesn't come to you yeah then it may work so we started doing a call called with them and we try and, uh, try to tell them like what what work we can do how we can uh, like be present there and still not be in contact and you know mm-hmm. uh, something like that we uh, started doing and uh, we started a supply chain again that way
0: uh, so where were you when you say retail where was it going in the stores retail stores uh, the produce or mm-hmm. Uh, mm. was it going directly to the consumer
1: uh, it was both it was both even uh, a few stores that we were working with and directly okay. to consumers both okay. was both, both both was happening the problem was sending couriers couriers was completely stuck for our okay. customers who are out of mumbai or who are uh, within mumbai at a far distance hmm. it was completely stuck plus hmm. delivery boys couldn't do any delivery so deliveries were supposed to like you know we were only running around for the deliveries and we were hmm. only packing we didn't get labor anywhere so truck uh, emptying the the truck loading the truck everything we had to do it ourselves okay. so all this labor work was almost zero because no wage workers was ready to come in mumbai
2: hmm. so hmm. you
1: know just for example for mangoes our mangoes yeah. were coming from uh, ratnagiri yeah. uh, so when they came to mumbai the hmm. driver from the ratnagiri he, he, he uh, emptied the truck at uh, Panvel before entering mumbai okay and we had to go all the way to Panvel, empty the whole truck on our own because we were getting no wage workers at that point Right. And then reload the new truck and then again, empty it to our warehouse because again, no, no employees, no uh, wage workers. So these were the major challenges, you know, picking up and dropping the things which we are not used to doing so much of wage work.
0: Mm-hmm. We were like, you mm-hmm.
1: know, farm field work and everything is a different work and carrying 50 kgs on your back, 70 kgs on your back. is a okay. very different work.
0: So you were yeah, doing so, all of this yourself?
1: Yeah, we were like me and my, uh, like my friend Selesh.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, we were doing it all by ourselves.
0: Okay. And what is the yeah. situation right now?
1: Uh, right now, things have got better in terms. A uh, lot of villages have now started opening up, like uh, hmm. and uh, even uh, they have uh, they had their own challenges because even they had migrant workers workers hmm. coming from Mumbai and uh, staying in the villages. So even they have understood how to tackle the situation in certain okay. way. Okay. Okay. And uh, yeah, and uh, more challenging part comes in like you know when um, like if any kind of labor work is going out, there's no new labor available. Hmm. Like uh, that is the most challenging part right now because in, at least in the cities,
2: mm-hmm. because almost
1: the cities are getting empty now. Yeah. So finding, finding uh, help in cities is very difficult.
2: Yeah.
1: In villages still, whatever employees and all are there, they are locals. So it is not that much a problem right now. Okay. And okay. I still a lot of villages are still locked down on their own. Like the Grand has locked it down. So like we are not being able to visit our farm fields in Akole right now hmm. because of the rules over there. We are not visiting that area at all. And they're, they're, hmm. they're, it is fair enough because there are no cases there. So they mm-hmm. want to protect themselves. So it is mm-hmm. fair enough that they're not uh, letting that happen. Uh, but that is, at the local level, they have decided that. There's no okay. nothing to do with government over there. Okay. Locally, they have decided, okay, no one from Mumbai comes here.
0: Okay. Okay. Also, uh, I read in one, on a, one of your Instagram posts that you kind of help connect farmers to the different organizations, families, villages, gurudwaras, yeah. community kitchens, yeah. etc uh yes, so right. how did that happen can you tell me a little more about that i will that? tell
1: you uh, so what happened is uh, when we were doing this uh, like when we uh, we were try, trying to fix our supply chain Mm-hmm. Uh, we started getting, uh, like, you know, we started understanding that uh, in the villages, the traders basically, the yeah. trader community mm-hmm. has been buying rice for a very cheap level price. Okay, they were buying rice for like a cheap price. Okay. I can't tell the numbers right now, but it was very yeah. less. Yeah. And from generally from the number, like, if they were buying, say, for example, if they were buying rice for 10 rupees before, they mm-hmm. suddenly started paying 4 rupees for it. Like, it's okay. an example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was that. Test. Now, okay. uh, what happens is we understood that in this situation, there is an opportunity. Where traders are trying to uh, make more money out of it to milk the mm. uh, farmers, mm-hmm. and at the same time, an opportunity came to us where there were organizations who were trying doing donation drives and like you know they were making food for daily wage workers mm. or doing A few people who were doing donation drives, so mm-hmm. we started uh, calling them and you know understanding uh, through our contacts whatever we could. Uh, we got in touch with them so okay. we understood what price they are paying they are paying to the uh, to the traders to buy their rice mm. for cooking in bombay and other cities mm. and uh, in the whole situation we realized if this uh, if the purchase happens directly to the farmer so we started connecting the buyer and the farmer directly
0: okay so
1: okay. and whatever is the whatever used to be the transport cost or price difference we used to bear it on, on our own like that okay. was a uh, small contribution towards the whole drive mm-hmm. and uh, uh, in that, in that uh, moment, like you know, we started with one in Bhoor. There is this restaurant called Ground Up in uh, Pune, okay. who first did their donation drive. So mm-hmm. uh, we first helped them uh, to procure around 14 tons of rice. After that, when that happened, they, the, the NRA contacted us. NRA is National Restaurant yeah. Association of Indian- Yeah. So they started connecting us. So they started connecting. They had community kitchens in Bombay. So okay. we started connect- connecting our farmer uh, produce directly to them. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we, we used to directly... Uh, uh like it was nothing to do with organic it was nothing to do with indigenous mm. it was more about uh, saving the whatever uh, farmers we can from uh, selling at a good price
2: mm-hmm.
1: so that was the idea behind it like however we can connect the farmers directly to these organizations uh, okay. two advantages the 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 kitchen is getting food directly from the source mm. and b the farmers getting good price so it was a win-win for both and the prices were getting sorted for both of them in the okay. situation Okay. we just connected them directly and we were just doing the transport and logistics and uh, helping them uh, getting clean rice and all that 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 was our part in the whole okay. process
0: and how yeah. many did, is there like a ballpark figure on how many farmers were you able to assist in selling their crops in,
1: in during I think this more than 200 farmers in this lockdown more than 200 farmers easily more than 200 farmers
0: okay and this yeah, is in, in, 67, in this... To
1: 7, 67 to 70 tons of rice has been moved in the okay. lockdown okay. and a few other oh. grains as well okay. and uh, generally these farmers are uh, most of them were from Palgar and Sindhudur. So we are working in this region so we mm. it was easy for us to connect. Mm. So in Palgar, uh, so basically these farmers don't have too much of rice, each family will get 200 kgs, 300 kgs. Mm. So we, what we used to tell them is 200-300, we used to gather uh, at a, we used to make a community's point mm-hmm. where they will get the rice mm. and drop it for us, mm-hmm. they used to be and it used to be distributed.
0: And this is specifically for rice and grains, you said. But is there something yeah, yeah. that you yeah. did about the fresh produce, also fruits, vegetables?
1: Only mangoes. Only mangoes. We did it. And okay. Mangoes. Generally, we do it every year. It's not something special that we did for COVID. Okay. Uh, but uh, fresh produce, we were not uh, being able to move because uh, a again with the regions where we are working has a mm. lot of water problems. Hmm. So fresh produce is not available in summers over here. Okay. So. Uh, yeah, so we didn't uh, and a uh, little bit of chikus and all that we moved for them, but not mm. not major like it's as good as not doing anything. It was hardly anything,
2: mm.
1: uh, but mainly grains, whatever they were in stock with and where they were being uh, not getting a good price. Mm. We certainly worked on that.
0: Okay. Another thing that's not really related to uh, COVID, mm-hmm. this is something that you are anyway doing. That's probably that's that's the whole point how uh, triple O farm mm-hmm. started the the seed donation right. drive. If you can tell right. me
1: something about that and how how, how did like, that yeah. come? Across. Yeah. Yeah. So seed, seed seed is something that we have been working every year. Uh, mm-hmm. Our our goal at Triple O is to actually uh, make farmers move back to olden days where they used to grow yeah. food from indigenous seeds. Yeah. Okay. And uh, the bigger goal is to build forests. Actually, where mm-hmm. this is just a part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, when it comes to indigenous seeds, a uh, lot of farmers are uh, still not willing to shift towards indigenous seeds. Okay. So it was always challenging for us to make them aware about what is indigenous seed, how it mm. is important to grow them, mm. how it's going to take care of your nutrition and mm. how it is more uh, climate resistant than these uh, hybrid seeds which we are using right now. Mm. So in the whole process, uh, we used to always find it challenging to convince more and more farmers, but we have mm. been luckily doing good and uh, the farmers have always been increasing with us and they have been mm. continuing with us also. Now this year, what happened is uh, somewhere uh, the seed companies or uh, the seed providers have probably not reached everywhere because of the lockdown situation. Okay. And uh, secondly, a lot of these farmers, like uh, they were, uh, most of them were homebound because of this lockdown. Mm -hmm. So when we got access to the villages, we -hmm. could have sabhas like you know we call it gram sabhas like Mm -hmm. in gram panchayat they have some uh, like talks together like you know the whole village collects and we could talk to them. Okay. So for the first time, we could talk to the whole village completely, like each and every member present of the family, hmm. and we could convince, like you know, we could talk to them. So when we spoke to them, they got convinced. Hmm. So this time there were two advantages. One was uh, making seed available for them for free because hmm. any which those people were uh, having financial crises and things like that. Mm. So that was the first advantage for them that the seeds are available for free. Mm. B the second advantage was uh, we could talk to every one of them. So uh, everyone understood that what exactly we are trying to do.
2: Mm.
1: So lot and lot more farmers connected this year. So we have connected almost uh, more than 200 farmers, 250 farmers in Palgar, mm. around 150 to 175 farmers in akoli this year. Okay. So uh, yeah, so almost 400 farmers what we have connected in this regions who are now going to grow indigenous this year. So it's mm. a big big step. And uh, we are like, you know, this is something that we are looking forward to, like, you know, more and more farmers yeah. doing indigenous, indigenous food. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so with the seed drives, what we do is we give them seeds for free.
2: Mm. It's
1: not exactly free, I would say. Mm. Because what we tell them is uh, when, you, uh, when you take seeds from us, mm. so if you're uh, taking one kg of seeds, so when you grow the food, give us two kgs of seed back. Now, why okay. we do this is uh, because next year, the number of farmers are going to increase again. Okay. So I'll, eventually I will also need more seeds to distribute. Okay. So that is why we build a chain of, uh, uh, collecting seeds back from them and then okay. distributing next year to new farmers. Okay. So this year okay. I could distribute to so many farmers because last year somebody gave me the seeds back. Hmm.
0: So that's how you so maintain the circulation of seeds. That's
1: yeah. interesting. Yeah. Okay. And from one, from one kg, they grow almost 50, 60 kg. So they're okay with giving two kgs back. Okay. So, uh, you know, that's, yeah, so that is how, uh, basically there's no cost on them, no financial mm. burden on them. Mm. And if something fails, we don't even take it back. You say if someone's, someone has a seed failure completely mm. due to high monsoon or weather yeah. problems or something like that. Or yeah. Some seeds probably, uh, uh, you know, they probably the quality must have not matched the soil or something like that. Mm. In that cases, we let it be and we try to support the uh, farmer in whatever way we can. Mm. And we don't take mm. any seeds or anything, any kind of burden on them. But most of the farmers, like 95-97% of farmers have successfully grown. 2-3% <laughs> problem. <laughs> but that is <laughs> fine. Like we try and try to motivate them and to uh, tell <laughs> them that we will try it again next year. <laughs> and uh, we try to maintain whatever way we can help them in maintaining their chain.
0: Yeah. But of course, yeah. comparatively, I mean, the uh, indigenous seeds are more climate resistance. and.
1: So, I'll, you know, I'll tell you one example. Last year, yeah. we started working... In this village near Karad, Karad is a place near Satara. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now uh, last year, if you remember, there was too much rainfall. Uh, like yeah. uh, in at least in India, over uh, yeah. after, here. After Ganesh Chaturthi, uh, yeah. The rainfall continued almost in November. Okay. So yesterday, only I was talking to the farmer over there, uh, and mm-hmm. uh, he was just uh, uh, telling me that uh, you know what happened is uh, because of this excess rainfall, the hybrid rice which they were growing there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, they were saying the percentage of uh, uh, like the failure of the grains. But the grain can the grain didn't Empty grains da, empty seeds. Okay. Okay. That was so much higher because mm. of this excess rainfall mm. in, the, in the hybrid seed. It was like almost, uh, and over here it was almost zero in, okay. the, uh, in the climate resistance. Because mm. what we see is like, you know, this, this uh, uh, grains, the indigenous grains, they have mm. generations. Mm. What you do is you, you grow, you pluck, you remove the seed and you sow again. Okay. Mm. That's the process which is on all the time so basically it understands, it's like it's like something like um, you know it it has a brain it has a generation it has mm. it has a it has a gene structure too. that is why it is mm. giving generations it's mm. giving the next generation mm. but when it goes to hybrid seeds they don't give generations okay they are made every year at a at some factory somewhere on this planet somewhere they they have been made mm. and then the, there is a supply chain of seed distribution through uh, uh, through villages talukas and everything and mm. the farmer buys the seed mm. it grows and uh, then uh, they they sell everything. And next okay. year again they have to buy the seeds. So mm-hmm. they don't have their own seeds; they are spending for that. Be these seeds, the hybrid seeds generally don't uh, perform well on organic inputs. Mm-hmm. They need support of uh, 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 like you know uh, chemical based inputs, yeah. Yeah. which are uh, which and to support them because they are not they don't have their own brain basically i would say that
2: hmm.
1: these are the other, other rice uh, they are they have generations they have a gene structure so they have their, they have their own brain that is hmm. how i would define it hmm. so uh, uh, these rice don't even need any kind of uh so they're basically a farmer is not spending on anything he's not spending on seeds he's hmm. not spending on inputs hmm. uh, all what he has to do is a little extra hard work on the farm feed
2: hmm.
1: and uh, that's it uh, and uh, the output is almost output is comparatively less than a hmm. hybrid seed no hmm. doubt about it. But now I don't know why uh, we are going on the output all the time because uh, it has become a structure in the country where yeah. people are saying ki ek acre ne kitna nikla in one hmm. acre, how much output is coming out. Hmm. Instead of that, why are they not saying how much nutrition are we getting in that acre? Hmm. Generally these rices are at least fifteen times more nutritious. I've done lab reports for that. Okay. So they are fifteen times more more nutritious than a regular rice. Fifteen hmm. times. The hmm. output is not even thirty percent lesser. Say thirty percent lesser. So at least still you're getting more nutrition per acre. Hmm. So that is something that uh, people are not working towards. Like, you know, how much nutrition are we getting in that acre? Yeah. But we are like, how much output we are getting in that acre?
0: Yeah, because I think so the, that the is whole where, idea uh, that, uh, sorry, agricultural revolution, after the agricultural revolution, the whole idea became uh,
2: yeah.
1: of growing more, more
0: in terms of quantity, right?
1: Yeah. And it is not healthy. Because I think every year farmers are throwing tomatoes every year farmers are throwing yeah. onions yeah. it is just output, output, output which is almost as good as uh, not even uh, healthy output
2: yeah.
1: and uh, access supply is being built because of that mm-hmm. so um, mm-hmm. that is something like I think uh, where someone needs to think about like you know if, if indigenous food is somewhere which is more uh, uh, climate resistant which is more mm-hmm. nutritious mm-hmm. that is what uh, probably we need more than the uh, this thing and uh, basically you know we tell people we are what we eat so why do you want to eat things which don't have generations we want generations we want to have a healthy life so why don't eat things which have generations which are and this basically this is a life there is a life inside that is why it is giving generations Mm -hmm. and life will transform energy to a different life so you Mm -hmm. always Mm -hmm. eat things which have life Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so that is what we keep convincing people about and that is what we generally tell tell our clients also when they are buying something from us
0: i've now uh that that I've talked spoken to you so much. I'm very curious about how you started this uh, whole thing. How do you how did you get interested in? I mean, what were you doing before yeah, actually, uh, starting triple farms?
1: I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm. I was into equities. I'm a technical analyst basically. Okay. And uh, yeah, and we used to go for treks regularly uh, mm-hmm. in uh, the region where we were working in Kole, Kalsubai. And after
2: 2006,
1: we have seen a complete deforestation over there. Okay. Uh, there was a lot of jungle being cut, uh, so we were like we we were just talking to the because now we are going there since so many years. Mm. A Lot of local villagers who were trek guides or who used to make food for us and all, mm. they they knew us in so many mm. years now. They uh, and we used to help them in small small ways like getting tents for them or getting mm. uh, any like you know if they needed any kind of help from us, mm. so we used to get that help for them. Now, um, in that situation, when the we so saw the whole deforestation, there was nice uh, lake on the top of the mountain over there, which was blue water. Suddenly, it started turning green and you know mm-hmm. dirty because so, tourists used to come and throw yeah. garbage inside. Yeah, you know how it is. So uh, we just uh, spoke to the farmers, and we were like, uh, how, "How can we help them grow the jungle back?" That was the idea. Mm-hmm. So when we understood that the jungle has been cut to do agriculture. They wanted more produce, and government had allowed Adivasis to use the forest land land for growth of food. Hmm. So that is where they started chopping the jungles. That is what we realized. Yeah. So then we got into agriculture part of it. Then we realized the agriculture practices is also very dangerous. What is hmm. happening right now? Hmm. Uh, even we didn't have that knowledge. Started researching about it. Mm. and we understood and everyone that already there's a fad of organic farming so mm. we started understanding what is organic farming then after learning about organic farming we understood in organic farming people are just saying we have not put chemicals in the seed mm. but people don't know where the seed is from so we yeah. understood that more than organic farming seed is more important right. no one is talking about seed mm. so then we got into the seed part of it and then we realized that India was a biodiverse country to a different level Mm. and uh, the uh, the way like we had 1,40,000 varieties of rice can you believe yeah, that Yeah, in India yeah
0: I recently read about it 6, fascinating
1: so, yeah so uh, that is the kind of diversity that we have lost mm. so then mm. we thought that uh, we talk to villagers, so jungle became a part of the whole idea which yeah. was a long term goal mm. but for short term goals it was first address their agriculture issues mm. and make sure that they get enough financially from the agriculture what they are doing so they will be ready and convinced to grow jungles back
0: Hmm.
1: So that was the whole idea where we started from. So,
0: so where do you think you are in terms of the your idea of growing
1: forests? Mm, no, no, not very no nowhere near as nowhere. of now. Yeah. Still a long way to uh, go. Still a long way to go. Like uh, yet we are still trying to convince the farmers to change the agriculture practices. Hmm. Slowly, hmm. steadily, slowly, steadily yeah. we're trying to do that. Yeah. Once this group of uh, once a set a set of people is convinced to do that then Mm. we have started like people who have been working since three years with us now we Mm. tell them to start growing trees on the periphery of their farm fields Mm. so that Mm. has happened but i wouldn't say we are anywhere close to we have just started off i would say we haven't we are nowhere near the idea of doing it but we have have just started off on that idea where we are ready like like this year in the lockdown only lockdown system only Mm. this farmer over there like you know he he called us and he said i have put 160 trees this year in my farm Mm. Mm. it was a very happy moment for us like you know even not telling him, he understood what you wanted exactly, mm. and he did it himself. So yeah. uh, the okay, it was just one farmer, but it's mm. fine. You know that is how it started. Uh, yeah. Last year also, we did some yeah, we did, did a tree plantation drive, but it was okay. more in the forest itself where we tried to uh, tell the farmers to come and uh, grow trees. So mm. we had put trees last year also like that, mm. a good quantity also. But now um, again, I mean, the idea of growing jungles is not within the jungles again. It's around their yeah. farm fields, around yeah. their livelihoods, it's around their
2: yeah. I
1: think there was a concept called Devrai before. That is mm. what we want to work on. Uh, that is why we do wild food. That is why we do yeah. wild food festival. Yeah. People get aware that there's so much avail- available from the jungle itself. Yeah. we need to have jungles to have good food. Yeah, So, yeah. yeah that is why it is.
0: Yeah, have you uh, have you heard of this uh, uh, forest called Vanwadi in in Nerud? I'm sure you must have.
1: Yeah, yeah Of course I've been there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I've
0: been there. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a lovely it's place.
1: A beautiful place. Yeah. It's yeah, amazing yeah. what they've yeah, created Bharat, there. Bharat yeah. yeah. So that is amazing. That is what exactly you want to create slowly and steadily. Yeah, yeah I get that. People uh yeah, Bharat has done a great job over mm-hmm.
0: there. It's really sustainable in terms of uh Conserving water, yes. rainwater harvesting, and everything—it's yes. it's amazing. It's beautiful. Yes, yes. And
1: even yes. zero waste. Have you ever been zero to Varvadi?
0: Yes, I have. Uh, I went there in oh. 2018. Uh, they
1: were doing oh, okay. a
0: wild food uh, festival, sort of. They were oh, I was a there Monday for that. I was
1: I was one of the. I was there on 2018 Wild Food Festival. I was one of the helpers in the Varvadi okay. team.
0: Okay, it was during the monsoon region. There were a lot of people. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, that was great. And I think you also, great, great. you guys also did a, a wild food festival uh, sometime last year,
1: right? We're doing it last to last year, last year. This yeah. year is unfortunately not possible. Yeah. Like We've been doing it since last three years. And we're we are doing it in the cities for a reason. It's more yeah. like, you know, we, we are not supplying wild food to anyone in retail except uh, mm. we did a festival at Bombay Canteen, hmm. And the only reason we're doing it with a restaurant is because it gets into your plate, you know, anything yeah. like pizzas in India in 2095 yeah. 95 or 94 it was amul cheese dal ke kuch le like right. before dominos came in right, right. right. so uh, with habits, the change happened because it came to your plate to a restaurant hmm. so uh, now this uh, we really believe that you know if it comes through a good restaurant if it reaches your plate to a good restaurant yeah. and if uh we get that kind of so that is why we we are not even doing retail supply because mm. we know it is not available in that much quantities right now yeah but uh when it when it, people know about it at least people know there's something like this available and yeah you know p- uh, people have weapon butts on this like we have people yeah. who have who are against the idea also we have okay. we have people who are with the idea also but okay we really believe that like if people are aware then they yeah. will also stop like right now uh i take anyone to jungle mm. and oh uh, look yeah, yeah, they think it's all waste, you know. They mm. just see it as a any mm. other plant. But they don't realize there's so much food in there. Yeah. There's so much that we can get from over there for free, and we can save our nature doing that. Yeah. if we eat that yeah. food and things like that. So yeah. At least that if that awareness, like uh, very recently we are we are soon starting a work with the orphanage in Bombay. Mm. Now we had gone to visit their site, okay? And yeah. they have a very nice uh, jungle, I would say, still there with them. Okay. A little little area, a little space which has been untouched for years and uh, nothing at all. Mm-hmm. So the other day I met this guy over there who was taking care of the ray. He's like, I'll clean everything up. And I'm like, dude, there's so much food here. Mm-hmm. There was shivla, there was uh, patangri, there was different kind of uh, wild vegetables available. On the and then okay. I him, made, made him identify, okay, this is shivla, mm-hmm. this is patangri, this is mm-hmm. this plant, this is that plant. And he's like, mm-hmm. we didn't know this, that this is food. Yeah. So now when that he's aware, he's like, why yeah. should I clean it? Yeah. We should try and make something out of it. Yeah. So you know, just that uh, there may be people who may say once people know, oh, they will come and break out the jungle completely. The mm-hmm. other way to look at it is once people are aware, they may not, not come and yeah. break the jungles because they know it is food. There are two two ways to look at it.
0: Yeah.
1: So only because people are educated, <laughs> they will uh, stick to the idea and they will understand like, okay, there is good food yeah. available and there is good things available if we yeah. take care of it.
0: Yeah. I've also cool. probably asked no, questions that were not on my okay. list and uh, it was really <laughs> no it was really interesting cool. chatting with you. Triple O Farms has a website ooo from where you can order rice, grains, flour, oils, spices and herbs, pulses and even honey. The shop link is mentioned in the description. They're also running a donation drive to provide food for daily wage workers, seeds for farmers and PPE kits for village doctors. Again, all links and details are in the description. That's all for today's episode. My name is Shireen, and you are listening to the Food COVID Podcast.